Welcome everyone. We're going to be doing something rather different today. It's not going to be a normal sermon where I've got a message. There are three points, but it's not quite how a sermon normally goes. My goal for today is to align ourselves with our identity in the scriptures. Scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. So with that verse, our identity is I am a new creation. That's my identity. So uh, I'm just going to start with a little introduction. Why is this important? Well, it's clear from the scriptures and from everything we know about humanity that we live from our identity. By that, I mean we have a concept of who we are, and that tends to control our behavior. And uh, just a little personal story. When I was 12, I was um, taking normal classes at high school, and one of them was a history class. And uh, it was all right. I mean, I did, did enough, just about enough work to keep in the average of the class. And one day we had a test, and then the teacher was, next week the teacher was giving back the test results. And my mark was round about in the middle. But as the class finished, the uh, teacher, Mrs. Mason, said, Fountain, I want you to remain behind when everyone else is gone. What's happened? So I, she came up to me and she said, you only got this score in the, in the test. I said, yeah, but that's kind of average. She said, your father writes history books. You need to do better than this. I was like, oh. So my identity was somebody whose dad was a historian. So I had to do better. So from then on, I just, I, I worked differently because I was, this was, she was defining who I was in this way. And uh, there's a very interesting study that was done in California where they were looking at people's attitude to the environment. And the first phase of the study, they got a random group of people and challenged them to make a costly commitment to the environment. And very few of them did. And then the second phase of the experiment, they got another random, large random sample of people and they, um, they got them to... Um, asked them whether they felt they were the kind of person who um, was concerned about the environment and to kind of make a statement about themselves. Anyway, and so they did, and most people did. So then um, those same group of people in the second phase, they didn't tell them that this was connected, but they, they later on came up to them and challenged them to make this same costly commitment a massive number of people more than the first time made that commitment in the second group who had previously identified themselves as the kind of person who was concerned about the environment. Well, what does that show? That shows that the process of identifying yourself, even if it's just a short thing, saying, I am this kind of person, changes your behavior, sometimes quite significantly. Because as humans, this is how we work. We live out of our identity. And so if this is true, it's clearly very important to consider what our identity is. 
And um, we are, as a church, are going to be running a program, a 10-week program called Freedom in Christ, which we have done before, not recently, we've done before, and it was tremendously successful. In fact, just yesterday, somebody said, this just transformed me, just doing this program. This is going to be the basis for my message today. And the basis is that um, in our new identity, there are three parts to it. I am significant, I am secure, and I am accepted. And those are the, the three blocks that you will see there on that form that you've got, that uh, little card you've got in front of you. And I'm going to go through the actual scriptures today. So um, let's, uh, let's start then. Let's go in with I am significant. And I'm just going to read through some scriptures. It's going to be very simple today. I'm going to read through some scriptures and reflect on what they say about our significance. And we want to see I'm no longer worthless, inadequate, helpless, or hopeless. In Christ, I am deeply significant and special. And this is what God says. 1 Corinthians three sixteen and 17. Don't you yourselves know that you are God's temple and that the Spirit of God lives in you. Now, I have a little challenge for each one of you today. I want you to pick one verse or one phrase out of all the ones I'm going to be doing today and take this as your identity for right now. Are you up for that? So as I'm going through the verses, now you're allowed to have two if you can't really make up your mind, but, but I want you to, to, to really intentionally pick something. So the first one then is, I am God's temple, and I'm the dwelling place of God, he's dwelling in me, and so this is be the first identity, so you can hold that one. By the way, um, all of these verses I'm going to show you, they're going to be on our website Right in the middle of the front page, there's going to be living out on your identity, a little box. Click on that and you'll get all the verses I'm covering today. Um, by tonight, it will be up there. Um, then um, carrying on, in uh, this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away and see the new has come. I'm a new creation. Old has passed away. The new has come. Does that resonate with you? Continuing, everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, so this is following on from the new creation verse. We've been given a ministry here. And this is the ministry that you and I have been given, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he's committed the message of reconciliation to us. So here is an identity. I am, I'm carrying God's message of reconciliation to this world. I'm an ambassador, therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal to us. We plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. It's interesting, just before the meeting, I was talking to Irene about being an ambassador for Christ and, and how that kind of makes you take your own Christian life seriously. So that could be an identity you want to take on. I'm an ambassador for Christ. He's made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
Then Ephesians chapter 2, 4 through 10. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love he had for us, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in trespasses, you were saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. So here, like I might look like I'm on earth here, but spiritually I am seated with Christ in the heavenlies. That's my identity. I am seated with Christ. I like that. That feels very empowering. Um, So that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So, let's have another one. Uh, This is continuing, these verses. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. Not from works, so so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship. So there is another identity. I am God. I'm God's workmanship. I'm created in Christ Jesus for good work, good works. This is who I am. And one more in this topic. In in any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Out of the ones we've just been doing then, uh, what, who would, what would you like to choose? Anybody have a suggestion what, what resonates with them? What would you like? Temple of God? Yep. Janine? A new creation? Yeah, anyone else like to suggest one? Chosen and appointed by God, yes, that's right. By the way, there's a few more in the ones I'm showing up here than you have there. And um, so, uh, but you're getting the idea here. All right. All right, so that was the first section. The second one we're going to look at, I am secure. I am secure. And the idea is I'm no longer guilty, unprotected, alone, or abandoned. In Christ, I'm totally secure. So God says, Romans 8, 1 and 2, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. And then later on in Romans 8, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, according, called according to his purpose. And then continuing in, in Romans 8, which is a great chapter for a new identity, verses. What then are we to say about this? If God is for us, who is against us? I like that for my identity. <laughs> who can be against? God is for me. That's, that's who I am. God is for me. He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us. How will he not also with him grant us everything? Wow. Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? It's, it, God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Nobody. 
Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Okay, continuing then, Romans 8, um, verse 35. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? This must be the strongest of the secure verses. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. A lot of highlighting on that, you know, just because I just love it all. I mean, what could be stronger as an identity of security? Um, Nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. Or verse 37, I'm more than conqueror through him who loved me. What powerful verses. Are you going to take these in? Would these be ones you want to choose? Is this, this is, um, I think, I would, I mean, number, verse, 40, verse 35 there at the top, that I could really go for that as my identity. It um, seems pretty good to me. So moving um, out of Romans to Philippians, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly wait for a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. The Philippians, I'm going to take just uh, some three verses from Colossians. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And here's the statement. For you died, and that's like we died to the power of the old, Your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That's a great one. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And then we're going to look at the last one in this section of security, by looking at Hebrews 4 and uh, a few verses there through here. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I love that. That I can go boldly before God asking for grace to help in time of need. So what do you like then in these security verses? Anybody want to pick a security verse? Can't be, yeah, not separated from the love of Christ, yeah. Any other votes? Citizen of heaven, yeah. Yeah, not spirit of fear, that's good, yeah. Anyone else want to suggest one? 
I cannot be separated, from, yeah, from the love of God. Yeah, the love of Christ, God in Christ Jesus. That would be my one, I think. That's just, uh, um, but you know, they're all good. They're all powerful. They're all great. Um, so, um, so that's um, the, the secure one. And the last group is I am accepted. I'm no longer rejected, unloved, or dirty. In Christ, I'm completely accepted. God says, and we're going to look at John chapter 1, verse 11, but to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, nor of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of the will of God. So we're children by God's decision. And then um, jumping on to John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father, I lay down my life for the sheep. The good shepherd. Um, a while ago, I preached on the good shepherd and I had this picture of um, a Middle Eastern shepherd with a, a, a lamb around his neck. And you may remember that. And he's smiling, but the, the lamb looks like it's smiling. He's <laughs> got this kind of look on its face. It's so secure. It's round the neck of the shepherd and he's holding its feet and it's there. And I, like, I look at that and I think, this is how Jesus has got me. I'm round his neck. He's holding me. You know, I'm the one who was lost out of the 99 and he's brought me back and he laid down his life for me and it's such a lovely picture there and then um then in um romans chapter 5 verse 1 therefore since we've been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ we have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. And then we've got just a few in Ephesians and Colossians to end with now. Ephesians Colossians are great places for this sort of thing. And by the way, I'm planning my next series of sermons here, I'm planning to do Ephesians because I absolutely love Ephesians and I'm hoping we're going to really get in depth into the book of Ephesians. So uh, Ephesians 2:17, he came and proclaimed the good news of peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. For through him both we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. This fits in with a citizen idea, doesn't it? Citizens of heaven, we belong to him. We're in his household. And then, um, and then uh, switching to Colossians, but chapter 1, verse 12, giving thanks to the Father who's enabled you to share in the saints' inheritance in the light. He's rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. I love this. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. And then one more from Colossians chapter 2, and we're going to read five verses here, chapter, verses 9 through 14. 
For the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. And you have been filled by him who's the head over every ruler and authority. When you were buried with him in baptism in which you were raised also with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. He erased the certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us and has taken it away by the nailing it to the cross. So here's the idea of like we are so secure because Jesus has, has taken personally, taken all our debts on, nailed them to the cross. And then one last one that I'm going to leave you with today, Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to read verses 3 through 7. Uh, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. To the praise of his glorious grace, that he lavished on us in the beloved one. So this is my last one, that I am somebody who God has lavished grace on. God's lavished his grace on me. So any favorites out of those? I belong to God. Yes, I bought for the price. That's great. Complete in Christ. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you to, to promise me you're going to choose one. Are you going to do that? One or two, you're going to choose that? And I want you to take this as your identity. I want you to try it out for a week, okay? Try living for a week, see if it makes a difference. I promise you that if you do this, it's going to make a difference. If you hold this out, you carry this with you, this is going to change who you are. And um, uh, you need to be doing this and... This is um, something that personally, when I do it, and I've been trying to do it more and more recently, it's something that I found so empowering. Um, and to know that I'm not alone, nothing will separate from me, from uh, me from his love, that he's with me, and that I am a new person in him. I'm a citizen, all of these things, and he's lavishing his glorious grace on me. I'm I'm a child of his that he's chosen and he delights in me. And so um, all of these things are identity. So uh, if you're not a follower of Jesus, of course, then you're not, you're not able to participate in this identity. This is the identity of followers of Jesus. But the good news is that Jesus offers this to anyone who wants to take on his, his love and give their lives to him. And all you have to do is to, to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to give up my old identity. I want to give it up. 
Um, I want your identity. Please give it to me. Please forgive me, cleanse me, give me this identity. And he will do that. He promises he will do that. So I'm challenging you, if you're not a Christian, to move into this identity through asking Jesus. And if you are, then live out of this. And you're going to be hearing more about freedom in Christ and how we're going to be running it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm hoping it's going to be life-changing for, for everybody who takes it. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for the amazing identity that you have given us in Jesus. And Lord, we pray that you'll help us to live out of it and speak these truths into our hearts in this coming week. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.